You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you're a 415er, you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, please download, rate, subscribe, and listen wherever you get your podcast from. We're coming at you twice a week here in the offseason post-NFL draft. That is Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. We're going to be getting into some of the winners and losers on the current roster based off what the 49ers did with their nine draft selections. We're going to be talking about a couple of signings that they made this week. One at a mm. course, an always interesting position. And we're also going to have some fun with, uh, I don't know, kind of a, a quote that we saw from last week that I thought we could turn into a bit of a, a fun segment for you here on the 415ers. But before we do all that, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings with you. Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing well, Evan. A little bit of a down period right now in the NFL after the draft. So enjoying that, a chance to catch our breath after the NFL offseason has kind of run 24-7 since the end of the Super Bowl. There's been drama. There's been crazy news, trades, signings, uh, you know, players saying I'm not going to return to this team. You know, there's been a lot going on. And this is kind of a natural down period uh, for the league, and it's been kind of nice to uh, catch your breath a little bit. But I'm also looking forward to what's coming up the rest of the offseason, rookie mini camps. You get a chance to to know uh, a lot of the Niners' nine rookies that they drafted, of course, also undrafted free agents. All of that, it will be here before you know it. So enjoying a little bit of a downtime overall, but looking forward to getting back on the horse. Uh, I'm doing well, Evan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Not quite a, a down period, but a bit of a downpour outside in San Francisco here. <laughs> For real. And uh, yeah, ex- exactly. It's like, you know, again, a little symbolic of the period where we're at. We're after the NFL draft. You kind of have that, you know, I, they call it a little bit of a hangover, I, I'd say. You know, you get your new players. You're trying to figure out who's going to be a part of the future, who might not be there for that long, who's going to take whose spot. All those questions don't apply as much to the 49ers just because they didn't really have a, a ton of top picks. But nine draft selections, we know what they've done, especially in the fourth round and beyond. And so I think a lot of interesting prospects to take a look at. But where we want to start today, Mark, is how those nine draft selections could potentially impact the current roster. Nine of 22 starters returned from last year's NFC Championship team. There's not a whole lot of starting spots to go around. But if you're looking at sort of winners and losers for the current 49ers, uh, where does your mind goes go first? And I, I want to start with the winners, Mark. The winners, winners of the NFL draft. This is an interesting one. Uh, I have a few names, but the first one I will go with, I think is probably the most obvious one, Evan. I know I talked a lot about this pre-draft, and I think you at least for the most part agreed with me. I thought the Niners would draft an offensive tackle, and I know we talked about it last episode. Very surprising. They did not draft someone. Now, I I did also lay out a reason why I think there are more moves coming for the 49ers at this stage of the offseason. And I know we'll get to a couple of them, but I I still think there is more beyond this. So maybe they do go out and and beef up their tackle depth. Um, But I think for me, the clear cut winner 
is Colton McKivitz, Evan, who slots in as the team's starting right tackle now and gets a gigantic vote of confidence that there was no one drafted behind him to potentially compete with him for the starting right tackle spot. He seems to be the heir apparent for, you know, Mike McGlinchey's starting role. Uh, so for me, Evan, that seems to be the, the clear number one winner from this NFL draft that is currently on the 49ers roster, Colton McKivitz. I mean, I, I, I was, I would have put a lot of money on the Niners drafting at least one offensive tackle in this draft, considering how many picks that they had. They didn't take a single one. I would have been wrong. I was wrong, and I would have lost a lot of money if I did make that bet. Um, so I think Colton McKivitz is probably sitting in the Niners locker room or sitting at home on his couch, feeling pretty confident about his prospects at, at being a full-time starter this year. Yeah, no, Mark, I think you're spot on about the right tackle position. Colt McKivitz should be feeling better due to the fact that that was the biggest hole in the offensive line. I also would throw Jake Brendel in there a little bit, being a center that is a little less experienced. Uh, Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks, of course, are safe. Banks with his position that he was drafted, Burford with his performance in his rookie season. Uh, but Brendel also, I think, might have been on the lookout for a potential center being taken and not a single offensive lineman, as you mentioned, was grabbed by the San Francisco 49ers. But to me, the biggest winner of the draft is clearly Trey Lance. I felt like if the 49ers were going to move Trey Lance, which I don't, that would have been at the NFL draft. That would have been the best time to do it, to try and recoup some capital, to redistribute that and repurpose it however you see fit. I know that they made a quarterback move this week. We'll get into that in a few minutes, but they did not take a quarterback and he is still on the roster. To me, that labels a win in every single way for Trey Lance. The 49ers were tagged with Dorian Thompson Robinson. They were tagged with some lower level players that they worked out here in Santa Clara. They were, of course, connected at the NFL scouting combine with the Indianapolis Colts, the Minnesota Vikings. There were so many different places that Trey Lance's name was involved in, and he is still on the roster. I understand that a lot of the uncertainty around Brock Purdy's elbow is a perhaps a big reason for that, but to me, that still is very much in play, the question mark about their current QB1 or their hopeful QB1, and that means Trey Lance is going to stay put, in my opinion. And so if we're looking at a winner from this draft, it's the guy who gets to keep his job, and it's the guy who gets to stay on this team, and that's Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, considering alternative, what we were talking about for weeks and months leading up to the NFL draft was, all right, are they going to trade Trey Lance during the NFL draft last weekend? Is, is he? Is it, are these his last days as a 49er? The fact that he's still a 49er seems like at least a, a slight vote of confidence for him. At the very least, Evan, it signals we're not so sure uh, if we're willing to give up on you just yet because, you know, we don't know what our, our hopeful starting starting quarterback, uh, his, his elbow is going to look like. So I'm with you. Um, I'm not so sure I'd go as far to say he's the number one winner of the draft, but it's it certainly is looking up, I think, from a week ago now, uh, Trey Lance's future. Uh, one guy I think maybe it's flying a little bit under the radar here as a winner from the 49ers uh, draft. And something that Kyle Shanahan mentioned early when he was talking about drafting a kicker, he kind of jokingly said, I can't believe we didn't draft a running back. Uh, I think there's a, a very real reason why. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, he's not a winner. I mean, he's not threatened by any rookie out there. Um, and obviously, Elijah Mitchell is there. But I think part of the reason why Niner fans might 
think that the Niners would go after another running back is because of Elijah Mitchell's injury history. But it's the guy that's sitting behind Elijah Mitchell on the depth chart that I think is a winner, Evan, and that is Jordan Mason. Uh, I think Jordan Mason showed enough as a rookie last year uh, that the Niners are not totally reliant on a healthy Elijah Mitchell to get through a season. Obviously, McCaffrey is a big part of that. He's going to eat the bulk of the snaps at a running back. He's going to play nearly every snap. Um, But when he doesn't, and if he needs a breather, I think the 49ers are very happy and content with giving those snaps and giving some carries here or there to Jordan Mason. I think he is kind of a quiet winner from this NFL draft. Evan, it's the first time in a very long time they haven't drafted a running back. Um, and, and I think a big reason why is is the uh, roster's confidence, the team's confidence in Jordan Mason and what he could do potentially as a as the second running back if there is potentially, unfortunately, another injury to Elijah Mitchell. I like where your head's at. I decided to take it a different way if I'm going to think about a winner. I kind of think it's Debo Samuel because not drafting a running back means there's going to be more carries to go around. And Jordan Mason is the backup and proved himself to be somewhat of a bell cow guy. But I also feel like with more touches available to running backs, Debo Samuel's value as a hybrid guy could allow him I think in a year that is important for him, of course, there'd be just some decisions that have to be made after next season that we've discussed at nauseum um, to get more involved in the running game. There was also only one right wide receiver taken in the seventh round and a guy that, you know, Ronnie Bell's, we had a good college career, um, not extremely impressive, both physically uh, and or on the field at Michigan. So to me, Debo Samuel dodged that bullet potentially. Um, I am curious, though, <laughs> the the running back room for the 49ers, I think just because of how much variation there's been in the in the quarterback room, has had its eyes off it for a bit. But in a way, I, I am with you that, you know, whether it be Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell, um, and especially Christian McCaffrey, I, I know Christian McCaffrey was healthy for much of last year, but of course was coming off of two injury-riddled seasons. In a way, Mark, it, it is potentially a little thin if something happens to McCaffrey. Well, yeah, I mean, if something happens to McCaffrey, then you have to hope Elijah Mitchell has his first injury-free, I don't know, two-month stretch uh, in his career, uh, or you you really give Jordan Mason a, a bunch of carries. And obviously, the 49ers hope that that never happens, and they don't want to see Christian McCaffrey, their star, go down. But I do think the 49ers deciding not to draft the running back is at least a bit of a signal towards Jordan Mason. You could maybe say, you know, Ty Davis price. I don't know. The writing on the wall last year was that they certainly preferred uh, Jordan Mason to die uh, to Davis price. Um, but I, I think it's mostly about Jordan Mason. I think it signals to him that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch are confident in his ability to fill in potentially more than just, uh, you know, for breaks here or there, potentially fill in in a, in a chunk of games in a in a series if needed. I think there is confidence there. Otherwise, they might have tried to, to get some more depth at that position. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. 